1: Fourth. I'm Sarah Carradine, podcasting from Aora, Sydney.
2: And this is Crime Scene, the true crime review podcast, where we get to the heart of how true crime stories are told. You can get this podcast along with all the other fantastic reality TV content by subscribing to Robhasawebsite.com slash feed. That's Robhasawebsite.com slash RHAP feed.
1: We'd love it if you would subscribe to our dedicated feed. Please go to robhazalwebsite.com slash crime feed. You'll get your true crime on Tuesdays. If you've already subscribed, thank you so much. You can also leave us a five-star review, five stars only. Like Robin Vaughan, the RV, who writes, true crime review is genius. Thank you very much. We think so ourselves. Never thought about listening to people review the properties, but this is such a good idea. I love Mari and Sarah's take on the different properties. Can't wait to hear more. Thank you, Robin.
2: And we also got one from Virgo Queen who writes, Love a good crime. (laughs) I've known Mari for years, but I love listening to her in her element and Sarah's accent is music to my ears. Sarah, I think we have another
1: one as well. We do. Events by Ashanta also got in on the act. Nice, bit of cross-promotion there, Ashanta. Well done. You see, everybody, you can get a shout-out for your business, <laughs> as long as it's not an MLM. <laughs> they write, love this podcast. My cousin Regina got me listening to you guys, and I've been loving the content. Thanks for all the coverage. Well, thanks, Ashanta. Thanks, Virgo Quinn, and thanks, Robin. And they all know that you don't have to be frugal with stars. You know, you can give as many as you like, and they all spent five stars on us. Mari, what did we watch this week?
2: This week, we watched American Nightmare on Netflix. It was directed by Bernadette Higgins and Felicity Morris, who co-directed The Tinder Swindler. And that makes a lot of sense to me. Um, And speaking of swindlers... Yes. We we have with us a returning guest and good friend of the pod. You heard him on our father, eat the rich, and take care of Maya. It's Jason Reed. Hey Jason.
1: Hey Jason.
0: I think I might have to leave the podcast now. I would just call a <laughs> swindler on the podcast.
2: <laughs> you're, you, you're a vocal swindler. You 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 swindle people out of their five-star reviews over on your very good podcast.
0: Okay, I'll, I'll I'll take that uh, turnaround of of an insult, <laughs> uh, uh, Mari Sarah. Thank you so much for having me on. I can honestly say this podcast has led to the most like my most varied of watchings of things. I, I never would have watched <laughs> with all the properties you listed. Um, mm-hmm. Every time I come away. Doubting our institutions of <laughs> uh, of, of healthcare, of mm-hmm. uh, policing, of media, of everything. So you finances,
1: yes. <laughs>
0: so you guys, you know of of all the podcasts I've ever guessed it on. Make make me think the most when I come on this podcast.
2: <laughs> yeah, we we keep you up at night. <laughs> yeah, for
0: sure. Yes. you got me like sideways at cops and then uh, doctors on uh, the yeah. regular.
1: Well, we yeah. always say, look, this is really tough. This is very difficult stuff. Yeah, Jason, that's who we want. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah we want.
2: like you're so lucky you're not like pigeonholed. you're not like Matt where we call him for like the <laughs> yeah. like the weird bondage death. <laughs> kept getting that those type of stuff you know it's you see you got a good smorgasbord going on so um
1: child murders and child molestation yeah i didn't cry
0: as much here as when i didn't take care of maya so that's uh, i'm thankful you guys didn't give me uh the ultimate tearjerker like last time
2: yes oh that's very true Before we start, we'd like to let you know the film and our discussion deal in part with sexual assault. If that's not for you today, we'll see you next week. Here are some resources which we will link in the show notes.
1: In Australia, you can seek support for sexual assault, family and domestic violence at 1-800-RESPECT. That's 1-800-737-732.
2: And in the U.S., you can call the National Sexual Assault Hotline at 1-800-656-4673 or go to www.rain.org That's www.rainn.org. Okay, to the crime. In March 2015, Denise Huskins was kidnapped from the home of her boyfriend, Aaron Quinn, in Vallejo, California. She was held for 48 hours and raped twice by her captor. The Vallejo Police Department and the FBI first decided that Erin had killed Denise. When she was returned to the home of her father, they then decided that the kidnapping was a hoax staged by Huskins and Huskins was labeled the real gone girl by the media eager to fall in line with the narrative spun by law enforcement. After a home invasion and attempted sexual assault in Dublin, California, police raided the home of Matthew Muller and turned up more evidence of other crimes. Detective Misty Caruso of South Lake Tahoe PD in California connected evidence in Muller's house to Denise's kidnap and assault. Muller was sentenced to 40 years in prison for robbery, kidnap, and rape. In 2016, Denise and Aaron sued the city of Vallejo for defamation. They settled out of court for $2.5 million. None of the officers involved in the case were disciplined. And despite both Denise and Aaron reporting there were three kidnappers, the FBI has asserted that Mueller worked alone and closed the case. Okay. Sarah and Jason. Mm-hmm. My first question is, I knew about this case. So I was really interested to see the documentary. My first question to you, Jason, is did you know about this case beforehand?
0: I had no idea. So um, you guys talked to me about this before the, the thing even came out. I was like, I had no idea. And then the thing came out and I started hearing rumblings like, no, no, I don't, I'm going to talk about it. I want to hear the spoilers. So I went into this totally blind, not knowing what I was getting into, which was interesting because it seems like the property itself is trying to lead you in many different directions. Mm -hmm. until you finally get to the real direction. You're like, okay, wow. Like you're kind of mind blown by the end.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, So,
0: you know, it was definitely quite a few twists and turns in there and definitely some interesting uh, revelations that came out, you know, toward the end of the, of the, of the property.
2: Uh, Same question for you, Sarah. Did you know about the case beforehand and just overall thoughts of the property? No,
1: I, I didn't. As soon as we decided to cover it, I thought I don't want to hear anything and, yes, Jason, and I, I listened to an interview with the filmmakers, which we'll, we'll talk about later in, in the podcast, and they talked about the construction being we wanted to lead you through as it happened was their idea. So you'll notice that Aaron was speaking in the present tense when he was telling the story. Denise was speaking in the present tense when she was telling her story. And the use of the interrogation fil- uh, footage of, of Aaron, it's like what? What were the police confronted with? The very first thing we see is body cam footage. So I think this was great to watch knowing nothing. I never thought Denise was dead. I'm not sure if the filmmakers want us to think she's dead, but we uh, we see her at the end of, of episode one. So there's an idea of where is she, what's happened. I was pretty sure she'd still be alive. Uh, my question mark would be on the title of the uh, documentary. Filmmakers, I love this. The title could be could be anything. Could be absolutely anything. But that's my probably my only quibble. What about you, Murray? You knew about it, so how did you find the coverage? Yes, I knew about this
2: case going in. I had saw the trailer, and I was so excited. I was like, "Yep, we gotta we gotta cover this. We gotta get Jason on." and I am so glad that we did this because I really liked how this was produced. I liked how it was presented. And even knowing the case, again, this is the h- highest kudos you're going to get from me. Like knowing the case, going into a property and I me thinking that the property was so well laid out that it it included all of the all of the pertinent information of the case. It presented the case in a way that I thought was compelling. I thought this was really good. Uh, And like you said, Sarah, it starts off with, you know, Aaron's 911 call. (laughs) It can't be a true crime documentary if we don't start off with the 911 call. Um, And it's so funny because it kind of parallels uh, when we watched Murder in Boston. It's kind of funny, you know, that the the parallels bef- between that husband making that nine one one call and this boyfriend making the nine one one call. So I liked how they did it. I didn't feel tricked, to, tricked or lied to. Um, kind of like uh, when we did the girl in the picture, and I was like, I am so confused about this timeline and what these witnesses are saying. Or, or um, I just killed my dad. How that was also kind of misleading the n- misleading narrative with the talking heads. So. Um, I thought they were just perfectly unraveling information in, in, a, in a step-by-step, very methodical way. I didn't, I didn't feel like we were b- being manipulated at all because we have to start with episode one, which is entitled The Boyfriend. And this is where we completely get Aaron's side of the story. Basically, we get his 911 call. We get his recollection of the events and basically everything that he's going through at the beginning of the case. Jason, what did you think of um, episode one? And and Aaron as a talking head leading us
0: through this. So, you know, just coming into a blind, I said, first thing, I hear Aaron's call. I'm like, man, this guy's really calm. I <laughs> so just, just had his girlfriend kidnapped. And I was like, I immediately side-eyed Aaron. Like, what you do, Aaron? What what What's what, what's the real deal here, Aaron? Uh, but then we do see a talking head. He's not like behind bars. He's not, like, you mm-hmm. know. I was like, okay, so this is more to the story here. Uh than, than what I may think. But uh I enjoyed I enjoyed the perspectives of everyone here. Um Mari, you pointed out how the how it's how the property is laid out. I I do love that as well. You guys have, you know, have had a grudge against things that you know, that sequence out its its things in different parts but well, i thought this was perfect because <laughs> like you said perfect. like you said it's got aaron's side denise's side and then it's not even sides it's like what happened what happened yep. from this perspective what happened this with uh denise's perspective and then resolution as a third mm-hmm. episode i thought that was brilliant brilliantly done fantastic aaron, aaron as a character aaron as a person i like i said at first i was like hmm. and then almost not immediately, but uh, but very close to immediately. I you start feeling bad for Aaron. You're like, okay, yeah, this kid's getting railroaded. He's getting, you know, he's basically being told that he's a monster by Detective freaking Mustard, uh, yeah. like a freaking clue board game. <laughs> um, and so you you almost immediately feel bad for him. You're like, okay, so. I <laughs> I don't anymore. Think this guy did something wrong. Now, what did Denise do? And then, almost immediately, when you meet Denise, you're like, okay, well, something else <laughs> is going on here. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so it's it's that kind of fast uh, change of my judgment that makes me stay invested in mm-hmm. this type of in this type of uh, oh, story. True. Because mm-hmm. you know, one one minute I'm thinking one thing, the next minute I'm thinking another thing, and then something else comes out and, and hits me uh, from from the side. So it was that it was that kind of twisty turny thing that really got me uh to stay invested in the whole property, uh, you know, in the whole, in the whole three parts. At the end of those three parts, I was like, that's it. You don't have any more for me. You don't have any more information. <laughs> so when, when something can do that to me by the end of a two hour property, you know, they got me hooked.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Sarah, what about you? What did you think of episode one, Aaron's stories, even like maybe even the reenactments?
1: Well, Yes, it's always the boyfriend. It's always the husband, except right. when it isn't. Uh-huh. And far be it from me to defend law enforcement in any way, apart from Misty. Misty is mother. Uh-huh. But you can think it's the boyfriend, but would you like to investigate? <laughs> would, would you, you like, like do to, your your you like to do your job? Would you like to do your job when we oh, find out?
0: Let, let, Sorry, let's, get, let, let's get to the end, okay? When they. Oh, I got. Are you about to, it.
1: to talk about the cell phone because Yeah.
0: The freaking oh, yeah. cell phone. When they're like they put the phone in airplane mode.
1: Why? I, d- I put Aaron's phone in airplane mode because, even like, though he said the right, kidnappers have my have my cell phone number and they have contacted me. That's
0: almost blatantly not wanting to solve the case. Blatantly being like, yeah, no, I don't think so. His ringtones annoying. Can we put that in airplane mode so <laughs> yeah. we don't have to hear it or something? Like, what That's was ridiculous. the justification? what's going on so it's it's that moment that was just like as they're as they're detailing all the ways that law enforcement failed everyone Mm -hmm. in this case everyone from denise aaron to uh you know to the victims of matthew muller the the Mm -hmm. fourth hence and matthew muller himself Mm -hmm. in a way because that guy's got a lot going on and he he needed to be captured (laughs)
1: We're yeah. jumping to the end, but but he on Mare Island, he was the Mare Island peeper mm-hmm. and the good citizens of Mare Island figured out who he was by following him home and gave police the information. Crimes like this are always escalation. So he escalates from peeping to home invasion to telling, trusting someone up and telling them he's going to rape them but not doing it and then on to the, the uh, sexual assaults. This man could have been stopped by law enforcement at peeping.
0: Several times.
1: And and at various other other moments. I mean, other victims that we realise in this first episode, Jane Huskins, Denise's mother, when Detective Mustard says to her, oh, well girls that have been sexually assaulted as uh, as young girls will often act out for attention. Do you think that's what she's doing here?
0: Man. Jane Huskins Ooh. is
1: telling us this Man. and she says really mildly, I was aghast. I thought, aghast!
0: <laughs> I, I, see, I see where Denise <laughs> gets her calm demeanor from. Yes. Like,
1: <laughs> that's all that, you got? I was aghast. That Matt Mustard is still alive yeah. when he said that to Denise's mother, Jane, who we, who we just love. So, I don't have a problem with police looking at the husband, the wife, the girlfriend, the boyfriend. No problem at all. But there were several things that could have been investigated. And as Jason says, this cell phone, And not only did they have it turned off, despite him saying the kidnappers have texted me, and we already know that one text went through, which was asking Mm -hmm. for the $15,000. But also, and I didn't know, I thought you could ping cell phones to find out where they currently are. Mm-hmm. the tele uh, the telecom giant whoever it was located the cell phone which was trying to ring Aaron to within a several feet of the place that she's Denise being was captured. being held yes yeah. thank you I'm i, sorry, I, she's I being tried helped. to get yeah. no 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 yes exactly yeah, yeah when, when uh, just knows, i just you know, want to mainly... make it clear so she could have been saved from at least the second assault yeah. had they done that
2: yeah, yeah. Right. so um Again, I want to. I want to try and stay in episode one here. Um, yes, let's
1: stay in episode uh, one. <laughs> I thought Henry Lee was very, very interesting. Henry Lee is the only person in this entire documentary who says sorry. Henry yeah. Lee is a crime reporter oh, from the, the San Francisco report. Chronicle. Mm-hmm. He said it was a complete media circus. He also said it's always the boyfriend, and mm-hmm. hilariously, his talking heads are all done in a car, in <laughs> a car. he says we'll I'm, always gonna, I'm never it. in an office. I'm always like, in a car. Talking over his shoulder, I was like, Who
2: is this guy? Like,
0: this what is he Henry
1: Lee here? for the San Francisco.
0: It was Chronicle. so gimmicky. He was like, You it know, I'm a, I'm a crime reporter, I, I almost live in my beast. car, so yeah, exactly. because of that, we're gonna do all my interviews in my car. I was like, Okay,
1: and I sort he, of he loved it. I, he gets, it. I mean, he he's a, a ham. Pull- because
0: the points off for me because yeah. you cho- you chose to go that direction be a little hammy with it i was like that that's kind of out of place here i thought to, be, yeah. to have this this story about such a serious crime and then be like wouldn't it be fun to be in his car cuz he says he lives in his car get it i was yeah. like okay. all right
1: but however the only one to to express any regret he talks about yeah. his deep regret at the mm-hmm. way not only himself he apologizes for for the whole of the media so i found him very interesting. Of course we talk to the parents. There's that level of peril, even though, as I say I never I never quite thought that she was dead, mm-hmm. but that she's certainly in peril and they don't know where she is. And I thought this was beautifully built by the filmmakers from the material that they had. Mm-hmm. And just at the point when I shouted at the screen, "Leave to Aaron, Aaron in a prison outfit which they put him in, because they like say, "Oh, sorry, we didn't have any other clothes. You don't have a jogging suit. You don't have an old jogging suit in the lost and found. You yeah. put that boy directly into prison clothes, and then you tell me that you had an open mind.
0: No. You got me hamburger pants. Like <laughs> I, I even know those are still a real thing. Like, they for real. You, like the black and white striped zebra <laughs> pants.
2: I really love that they use the um the archival footage here of not only." his interrogation, but of them like searching like the waters and the fields and stuff like that for her and all of the the news footage and stuff like that. Meanwhile, juxtaposition with his um, his interrogation. And this is where we've seen so many of these interrogations just go left. Like here is a reminder. It is legal for the police to lie to you during interrogations. Do not trust the police. In
0: interrogations, and, get a lawyer. Get a lawyer right away. Get right a like, lawyer. <laughs> he we, we he waited until he got a lie detector test from the FBI. It was oh like, and he failed miserably. He he, he, he mm. I I have no quote, i a reasonable
1: doubt. You failed. I have it's never like, seen oh anyone fail. A- lie detector is why are you poorly polygraph bad. to begin with they are Don't not admissible
2: in court they are not admissible in court they they do nothing for you taking a polygraph even you if you pass it right even if you pass it there if they think it's you they're not going to tell you like it do not yeah. take a polygraph said, and we're not trying bro. to help criminals we're trying to protect people like this Aaron thought that he could trust the police he wanted to find
1: Denise he had this terrifying ordeal where they were woken up with bright lights shining in their faces and laser dots on their bodies three entirely uh black clad uh men who were who said they were in wetsuits I mean extraordinary where it's already becoming quite bizarre Mm -hmm. His girlfriend had to zip tie him. He had to have the blacked out swim goggles put on him and she is taken away and he cannot get himself free. Uh, and, and they're drugged yeah. and he can't get himself free and then as soon as he gets himself free, he finds that the bed is surrounded by markup tape and he has a message saying, do not, we have a camera and there was, they'd installed a camera in the corner of his room, do not leave this square we will see and hear everything that you do. Do not call the police. Get us $15,000. The fact that he even called the police in his terror, d- decided that he had to do that because he could only get $3,500. Mm-hmm. No wonder he was so calm. I mean, you I mean, said in his so terror. It, it, it yeah. terror, he was like,
0: Hey, so... Uh, so Somebody, like, took my girlfriend? Took my girlfriend?
1: <laughs> like, <laughs> where is she
0: at? Are you guys, like, come and investigate yeah. or something? He, and, was, bugged. Yeah. <laughs> was, he like, was
1: bugged! He was yeah, bugged. And then, of course, he spoke to the police. Of course, he gave them his clothes. Of course, he put on the hamburger pants because he was told to. He thought, because, you know, he's a middle-class white boy, so he thought, and his brother's in law enforcement. His brother's right. actually an FBI agent. He thought... If I tell the police what happened, they will investigate and go and rescue Denise. So it wasn't for hours and hours and hours and hours till after the polygraph that he said, Uh, lawyer,
2: yeah, yeah. And and just watching these cops lie, he's like the uh, Mr. Mustard here, Detective Mustard, saying <laughs> that, Oh, we found blood in the apartment, did you, sir?
1: um you know detective
0: mustard with the bullshit in the police department it
1: was <laughs> yes he did that. It. <laughs> yes yeah. uh, and it's actually interesting once once a, a person and he was they told him he wasn't in custody and he can leave any time mm-hmm. if you're told that just leave uh of mm-hmm. course he didn't because he wanted to, to find denise right. but as soon as somebody says lawyer they can't the police can't talk to you anymore and it's fascinating. He says the word lawyer, and the first thing the FBI agent says is, oh, what, "Uh, what? What did you say?" Yeah, he,
0: he like yeah. he's like, whoa, 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 "Whoa, I mean, we don't need, well, we don't well, need lawyers involved. Well, and then he says the again, "Like, all right, fine." All right.
1: Yeah. So as soon as yep. he says lawyer, and they're all frozen because like they know they can't mm-hmm. say another word. Yeah. But there's the instinct is to say to him, "Oh, you don't need a lawyer," but then they can't quite do it.
0: I, th- oh, I thought no. the I thought the interrogation footage was quite interesting because it almost like you know i know it wasn't but it almost felt like a reenactment it almost felt yes. like mm. it was like you know cuz it was just, so absurd it was so absurd with him you know with mm-hmm. the crying in the corner like what the f is going on like mm-hmm. him you know just all the scenes almost felt like a movie it almost felt like you, what you were see a tv show cuz if, if it was if it wasn't so so real it would be so unbelievable but mm-hmm. uh, all I, of I thought, this yes yeah i thought that <laughs> was interesting and you know i you know i love to talk about mess in reality tv Mm-hmm. Aaron, my man, what 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 are you doing? Like, <laughs> first of all, you are hooking up with Andrea? Oh yes, <laughs> in the workplace. But then you you drag Denise, who was also in the same workplace. And you got a a three way thing going on. You with Denise, you also talking to Andrea. Aaron, I don't. I hate to say Karma's a bitch, but I mean,
1: damn, Karma Mama, got you. Karma, karma got you good, man. And she's got, got everybody's got address. <laughs> yeah, Karma got
0: you yeah. good, bro. Yeah. Um, but damn, Aaron, yeah. You but doing? he was honest
1: <laughs> about that. When they said, "How was your relationship?" He said, "We'd been having some problems because she found some text messages on my phone to my ex, Andrea." They're like he messy. says it straight up. He gives them the, yeah. quote unquote, motive.
2: The motive, and then when they bring Andrea and just... Andrea,
0: I said, "Andrea, which what's, what's what's your story? <laughs> what you what you got going on? I know Andrea, not, I know you're probably not Denise's <laughs> biggest fan. What's up?"
2: Andrea was probably like good riddance because in that police interrogation, they're like explaining, like, they're asking, like, oh, we're, we're asking about your ex, Aaron. Um, how did you break up? Was it like on good terms or bad terms? She was like, very bad terms. No, She's the one terms.
0: that cheated in the first
2: place. She cheated on him. Yeah. And then yeah. we get Aaron saying she cheated on him, which makes sense because, like, he's still Hung begging up to it. get with her. Mm-hmm. And she was just like, yeah. And she was like, uh, then when I would say hi to Denise at the workplace, she would kind of give me the cold shoulder. And that's when I realized that, you know, she, you know, that she didn't, she, they were probably in a relationship together, but that's yeah. I, I was like, it...
0: so, so what did you do then, Andrea? <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> and
1: <laughs> well, the thing, I mean, the the, the the thing that makes it just so bizarre, more bizarre than the yeah, wetsuits and the red square mm-hmm. and the black dark goggles is the kidnapper who talked who turns out to be Muller says, oh, we thought this was supposed to be for Andrea. Yeah.
0: You got you, got to keep so your, you like gotta keep so it's like totally to bizarre. You gotta keep your totally record, right? Like the
1: peeper, the peeper God. had not updated his blonde lady who goes into Aaron's house yeah. <laughs> records. Yep. But you get
0: people from across the street. You can't you can't yeah. tell one blonde lady from the other, I guess.
1: No, <laughs> snap. That's true. That's so true. All blonde yeah. ladies look the same. Come on.
2: Yeah and and so let's let's move from one like Aaron's story. It's so it like J- Jason said, it's just so it so incredibly uh, unbelievable. Like the the way that Aaron is telling the story, you could see why it'd be like you waited how many hours to report and all this stuff. It it just seemed to get more unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Then we get to episode two, and this is completely from Denise's point of view. Episode Stunning. two, Stunning. yeah. Very like very hard to listen to because she details her capture, she details her rapes. Um, very very hard to listen to. But even that, like, I don't I don't want to seem like this is not like not a believe women podcast. But even her story sounded like what? Because who acts like this?
0: Well, okay. And then you know, I just I hate to I hate to judge because that's what I was doing. I was judging in the moment. Yeah, like as we see Denise just stroll up to her dad's house. Like, yep. we pop up to dad's house. We hear her talk yeah. on the phone very calmly. It, talk on the um, proof, of life proof of Life video. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, you know, my first concert was Blink-182. I mean, uh, you know, uh, what I'm was the other
2: at,
1: one? But I'm kidnapped, yeah, but I'm fine.
2: Oh, yeah. We didn't even talk about that. The Proof of Life and all of that came while Aaron was in, was yeah. in the police station. Sorry, keep going.
1: So it's like,
0: you know, I was just like, Denise, what's what's going on, girl? But then yeah. as we get as well, what's going on, girl. Um but, but as we as we get further into it, I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, this sense. uh this was this was not uh I
1: mean it, it's interesting when we talk uh later to Tracy in part three, who's who's one of the survivors of of Muller, and he said to her apparently, I'm sorry, I know that this will stay with you for a very, very long time. I thought, yeah, he wants that he wants yeah. to stay he and others like him wants to stay in his victim's head denise is walking up to her father's front door not at probably not able to believe that she's been released mm-hmm. not knowing when the videotapes of her assault might be released not knowing if he's coming back to get her he now has aaron's address and her father's address mm-hmm. And the stunning thing for me with these filmmakers is part two. So part one, there's there's intercutting, not frantic intercutting, but we see Aaron today, Aaron then, TV Mm -hmm. news reporters. We've got Henry Henry Lee driving Mm -hmm. around in his car. Mm -hmm. And in part two, we have 20 uninterrupted minutes of Denise simply telling her story sitting in on a sofa and I was
2: riveted. Yeah, totally. she she details uh, what happens when they're she's driven off from their home, um, her like her just being blindfolded with those goggles on, um, her being taken to a, a secondary location. Of course, like we said, she's been, she's raped twice. But not only is she raped, but like he says that she has to look like she's interested in it, which is like legit. Uh, like it's it is kind of like the movie Gone Girl and the book, if you. If you read the book like I have. And and so like it, it's almost astounding that it's almost like Mueller knew what the cops might think if he did things a certain way. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like what? he almost perfectly like laid it out so that this could be the case where they, they wouldn't even catch him.
0: That dude is that that dude is fascinating in his depravity right because like uh, he has this elaborate setup for aaron and and denise but then earlier and later crimes are so basic and rudimentary Where it's just like this guy this guy can't be pinned down with like an mo like he right. can't like he's never consistent in anything like this whole Aaron thing was just the most elaborate thing you think of i set up a camera i, I took your vitals we never really even yeah, understand yeah. why he, he took vitals there. why yeah. he did all this on why even aaron was targeted in the first place or maybe or right. why andrea was targeted andrea, yeah. um it, so many questions that still linger and it's just like you know he's he's so advanced at one moment and then so you know basic at the next. Injury, you know he, yeah. he asks for for money and then just totally drops it and doesn't even ask money again. But that yeah. might be like that might be the bipolar nature of that's what I was about what was to going say. on with with Muller in the first place. So yeah, I think that that, that might be a, an explanation. Yeah.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, thankfully exactly. we don't get a lot about Muller, which is uh, how Murray he and I wouldn't. like it. We yeah. don't talk to him. We just get some photographs and some basic information. He was in the Marines. He says he has Gulf know. War syndrome, PTSD. Which I've Never heard of. I, I mean, mean, and like one, we, and one of the other,
0: one of the other things that we can you know talk about, and in, in one of the issues that gets revealed here is like how we take care of our vets after they come yes. home, right? Because yes, this is something that also uh, uh, the system failed Matthew Muller in this way too. Very like we, we get so many sy- systemic failures in this one property here. It's it's just kind of like it's really bizarre.
2: Gulf War illness. Um, which are symptoms of like uh, 250,000 U.S. veterans uh, have been found to suffer from Gulf War illness. And it significantly reduces the ability of their white blood cells to make energy. And it can include muscle aches, joint pain, dizziness, memory lapses, headaches, fatigue, and insomnia. And they, they think that it was caused by exposure to the chemical agent
1: sarin so it's Darren gas yeah so so you add that into p ptsd and, um, yeah, p- please, and please please, yeah please look after your veterans please yeah
2: so yeah so so his his actions are so ridiculous let's be real they're ridiculous um that it makes both of their stories sound ridiculous because there are points where he's like sending stuff to the police like no aaron didn't do it no here's a here's right. a picture of the gun i i'm real like, like why almost you...
0: almost confessing and turning himself in at points to see it sounds like yeah he, he was sending right, it to right henry lee <clears throat>
1: sending yeah. it to henry lee the the crime correspondent who then who then passed it on to police but did they look at the the you know where the th- where the they, thing they came probably from thought it was
0: from aaron and denise like they probably they thought it was from them like you know aaron perpetrating the hoax even further like they had probably yeah. just, totally disregarded it.
2: Exactly. They didn't. So this that is, means this is, they didn't look at the IP addresses. They didn't no, look at none of the email. Yeah. email. Yes.
1: Yeah. And, mm. I mean, this is another strangeness because he constructs his crime in such a bizarre way that the telling of it sounds so strange that the victims are not believed. Right. So on one hand you think, is this cleverness? But then on the other hand, when when the press, the media the police turn against this couple and say it's a big hoax, they're hoaxes. He says, No, no, I did it. So it's like, <laughs> do you want to get away with it or do you want to claim it? And it's like this very strange waving between the two. Yeah. Well I'm sure and in they, his
0: own mind he went back and forth several times. Just that's just kind of how his mental illness affected him in that way.
2: Yeah. And even with like um with Denise being let go. Why did he let her go? Like all we know, you know what I'm saying? Like maybe cause Sarah said that there's always escalation. Right. And this guy, I mean, this sounds exactly like how the golden state killer escalated between peeping rapes. And then it gets to murder. I think he just, luckily they caught him before he got to the murder stage because, yes. you know, he, he did the two sexual assaults and, and, you know, Aaron's phone wasn't picking up. He—that's what it was. I think he wasn't getting any more responses from Aaron, so he kind of just like well, let others stop responding
0: to him because he—he he, like Aaron told him that he only get like three thousand five hundred at the moment,
2: right? Right. And right. they
0: didn't hear anything else back. Yeah. And then apparently, but, you know, they could have in the calls, or the call something. from the airplane yeah. mode would have would have uh, helped him, but. Yes. He stopped responding for a while. I think it's just part of the mania. Like you know, yeah. In, so he, in, a, in he, a moment, he's like, "Oh, maybe I will just let her go," and then just 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 did.
1: Like, yeah. and this this weird, this weird. I'm the kindly sexual assaulter.
0: Yeah, you know, you yeah. don't
1: want to, you don't want to meet my friends. Yes. I'm yeah. the kindly one, and so and he drives her to her father's house because it's a yeah. media circus over at, at Aaron's house, and. Yes, then there would presume it would be a, be a pause, and then the next time, it would be a death. And at right. one point, Denise says, what needs to happen to any woman to be believed? Yeah, And there's a pause where we all fill in the blank, which is, she uh. needs to be dead. That's when, yeah. that's when she'll be Basically. believed. Exactly. Ugh. Ugh.
2: Yeah, and so...
0: And, and, and I, listen, I don't want to... I, I probably shouldn't say this, but because she is who she is, if she had been dead, it would have been a big um, deal. A big deal.
2: But you then, and then it would have been Aaron. They they probably would have stuck it on Aaron.
0: Definitely. And
2: and he he would have continued. So, it, very very good point. And so by the end of episode two, even Denise is like, she, you know, she's back. She's shaken up. At first, she doesn't tell the police about her um, sexual assaults You know, which because he said he'd release the tapes if she did. Yeah. Exactly. But not even like 12 hours between her being released, do they go and they do that public statement. They haven't even talked to her. Okay. The, the Vallejo PD have not even talked to Denise. They just hear that she's released in Huntington Beach. 12, uh, 12 hours later, they do a press conference and they're like, this is a hoax. Denise Huskin and Aaron—they wasted all these resources. Just blundered.
0: plundered. They're, ins- they're insulted. What... They're insulted that she would dare not talk to them and revictimize herself by going over all the horrific things that 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 happened to her. Give her some, give her some time, some space, man. Like for first of all, like mm-hmm. gosh, and and then just to come out and just drag her like that, knowing you know this isn't. Yeah, it was twenty fifteen. It wasn't twenty twenty four where. Mm-hmm. Where if you do this in 2024,
1: I'll you are you are just, hearing that though, You are Jason. dragged
0: and trolled and to hell. But even in 2015 it was bad. Mm-hmm. Not not probably levels of right now, bad, but it was still bad in 2015 to come out and basically accuse this woman. No, not even basically, they did accuse this woman of fabricating. They said it this, as fact. Yeah, of lying but, yeah. and just basically sicking the media and social media on these people. It, mm-hmm. it's it's just – it is so dam- it's so damaging to people and so inconsiderate and irresponsible of these people that are supposed to uphold the law to do this to, to these citizens, whatever they thought happened. It was irresponsible and should be criminal, honestly.
1: And fi- when she finally comes in, comes in to talk to them – well, she comes in because she wants to get a, a rape kit, which they call mm-hmm. something else. Which I and they wouldn't
0: let her like do it until it. they came and talked and to them. they her, wouldn't let he, her do she, it until she came, until and, talk she she them, came yeah. and
1: talked to them. And then she sat there for hours telling exactly the same story that Aaron had had told, having not reunited with Aaron Mm -hmm. in the meantime, provably, their lawyers made sure that
2: they stayed apart. Yep.
1: Yeah. Yes. can we
0: can we go a shout out to the lawyers? Oh, those lawyers list. were great. Specifically, Dan Russo. <laughs> it oh, come like, on. He was a star. He's like, I believe the kid, but nobody in North F America is gonna believe this kid. <laughs> yeah. like, this guy's a star. I love that. Guy. And yes. another
2: another thing that like, if you can afford good lawyers, then yes. this is what happens. That's you a know. a yeah. Yes. Yeah. But yeah. So for all of that to happen. And then for us to get to episode three, where we get the 911 call of the attempted break in the attempted sexual assault, where luckily a family does are are able to like fight him off of, uh, of kidnapping their daughter. And then they, they're able to trace him back to like Lake Tahoe. This is where we first meet detective Misty Caruso and Of course it takes a woman cop uh, to break this,
1: right, Sarah? A a woman cop who became a cop because her friend was sexually assaulted Mm -hmm. and the cops who dealt with her friend's assault were amazing. And Mm. she thought, I want to do that. She was working at Target or Walmart, Safeway. She was working at Safeway at the time. Mm -hmm. And the police who were in charge of her friend's case were amazing and inspired her to become a detective. Now, listen, all cops are bastards. Yes. Fuck yes. the police. But. But. <laughs> I don't Misty even like to say mother. but. Misty is mother. Yes, she is absolutely. And so. this is her first case as detective. So she goes out to this awful home invasion uh, where the father fought off the attacker the mother hid in the a in cupboard uh, luckily, the daughter was not taken. They solve it pretty quickly. They find out it's smaller. They go there and they look at his the interior of his house, and her the hairs on her arm stand up, and she thinks something something's very bad here. Not just the thing that we attended, and among other things, she finds the goggles, the blacked out goggles. It's 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 basically swim goggles with duct tape over it, and caught in the duct tape is a long blonde hair. And as they start to find more of Muller's victims, all of his victims are brunettes. So she works tirelessly to go, there is a blonde victim somewhere. Without Misty, where would Aaron and Denise be? And I think they asked that question as well.
2: Yeah. Uh, Jason, thoughts on Misty?
0: I love Misty. Uh, When I was was here for our father, uh, I said Jacoba 2024, her running (laughs) mate, should be Misty. Jacoba Misty <laughs> 2024. Put it on the ticket. Do it now cuz Misty Misty is a queen. Misty is is who you want in your corner when uh-huh. when you have been done wrong. She's who you want investigating. She's who you want believing you. Uh when something happens in your, in your cuz and I was glad that we got this kind of positive side um to the police force because i mean up until this point even even more even more than normal it's like (laughs) take it all down f them all yeah but now we see like a ray of sunshine a ray of hope with misty and even her uh, i don't know if it was her partner or her uh sergeant or whatever uh miguel was his name miguel his lieutenant yes who is taking the time to do the real work to do the investigative Uh work that the other people that freaking detective mustard didn't bother to do these are doing the job the investigation the tireless dogged investigation to get answers to get justice so it was it was just a, a, a ray of bright light Yes. Uh, yeah seeing Misty um in her element doing her th- I love the recreations in her house. Oh, the has- best
1: P-roll ever where she yeah. says, I'm ringing the Vallejo police like an annoying ex-girlfriend, as just like she's opening the fridge while she's on the phone. Yeah, she's shopping the dog while she's yeah. shopping. She just rings and okay. rings and rings them. How how do you not respond to another law enforcement department? It how is. do you leave, leave them? How do you ghost them? I don't know what on real yeah. is,
0: but you know. Yeah. <laughs> Go straight to voicemail. Yeah.
1: Yes, and
2: so I I cannot believe, like, think about it. Their case was open and shut. They had mm-hmm. him, they had him dead to rights for that one. If she hadn't been like, whose blonde hair is this? Then Misty and Aaron might have never found out, like, who had kidnapped her. They would have probably been they were the police were getting ready to sue them yep. for the quote unquote hoax that they think they committed against making a false event. report.
1: She was yes. up, she would have been up for 18 months in prison. Yes. This reminded me so much of victim, victim
2: suspect. suspect. Yes, victim this victim suspect. suspect. Yeah. It, it yeah. really pissed me off Um, a lot.
0: But when this um, goes, he looks like a normal average guy i was like are we looking at this are we looking, yeah, <laughs> looking at
1: okay. <laughs> this man Steve. looks like a crazy Steve. person like Steve.
0: <laughs> i'd walk across the street if he passed me by on, the street, on the
1: street i mean oh, she's okay. the one when they take him out of the house she's the one that says "Oh, i'm just gonna this is all on body cam i'm just gonna take a couple of photos of you those photos this is not a normal no 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 <laughs> no that's exactly
2: exactly. The, james is like those eyes look kind of crazy to me yeah
1: <laughs> I yeah but, I mean, we are I'd not be like, psychologists. I see him like, he did something. Get him somewhere. He get did him something. something. He did he something. Did something. <laughs> yes, you're absolutely right. Oh. Like, her case, their case, the case before the Dublin PD, completely solved, mm-hmm. shut, case closed. But she cannot let this blonde hair go. Mm-hmm. And also because goggles were not mentioned by any of the uh, victims that they found.
2: Yes, yeah, because this is where, like you guys said, she was unraveling the the two thousand nine cases of him breaking in all around California, the peepings, and it wasn't until she had talked to people who had talked about the peepings because the peepings were were on the same uh mayor, mayor island, um uh, that they're like, oh, kind of like that Gone Girl case, and she was like, wait, what? What? Where gone? it was
0: was the owner of the mustang that was stolen that like yes tipped her off to that like kind of just seemingly randomly like oh hey yeah what about that that case like kind of almost jokingly
1: also can we say back in episode two the first time she was interviewed denise said it was a white car because when she was released she could see out of the bottom of her goggles Mm -hmm. and it sounded like a mustang like and what was the car that was used It was a white white Mustang. Mustang. You (laughs) couldn't run that through and just have a look. See where the stolen white. I mean, I'm sure there's thousands of them. I'm sure there's thousands of
2: them. But do your job. (laughs) Yeah. Please. and, And I just loved when they got to just the unraveling of how the police did absolutely nothing. They start just, just telling us all of the things that the Vallejo PD had done wrong. I was like, yep. Yep, this makes sense, and um, honestly, I w- I would have loved if they've they've gone a little bit more into the um, Aaron and Denise suing them, but you know it's okay. We got the words on the screen because it wouldn't have been satisfying because, like we said, Mustard gets police officer of the year. Uh, Denise and Aaron have to settle uh, settle outside of court for two point five million dollars. When honestly, I'm like. Not enough. Uh, my, okay, I would have owned the city of Vallejo. It not enough been. money. Not <sighs> enough
1: money, and not in the public record. That's my big thing. Mm-hmm. If you settle out of court, yes, I know, like it's exhausting, but g- get it on the public record. Mm-hmm. And
0: Mueller, Muller got forty years. I was like, forty years. I'm like, yeah. Get, put his ass, put his ass in there it. for life. Put him under yeah. the prison for life.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And then this extraordinary little tip. listeners. If you haven't watched it, like, what are you doing listening to us? Uh, But there are so many twists and turns, including the fact that FBI agent David Sesma, who was present at the interrogation of Denise, used to date Aaron's ex fiance Andrea. And when this is revealed, the FBI investigates that. At least they investigated something. They investigated that and find his involvement, and I quote, unproblematic
0: but come on they didn't really investigate it they're just
1: right
0: it was like was like when you ask someone like do you have this in the back at a store and then like walk in the back like yeah let me go check they like, sit in the back on their phone for five minutes <laughs> and, like they come out like yeah we don't have it Very um but you know in that in that moment i was like
1: all right I, i'm again looking at andrea like <laughs> you, sure, <laughs> you sure you don't have anything to tell us andrea the thing Are is you- people <laughs> people know people it's fine. it's completely benign your- i believe it's completely benign but you have to say fbi agent david sesma you have to say oh i can't come in on this case because i used to date andrea we're not saying that there was anything wrong we're just saying don't you can't you can't do that you have to whatever the judges do recuse rec- you, you, recuse you yourself. yourself you can't give benefit yeah. of
0: the doubts in this in this no. case yeah. it, 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 it that's so that's so tight like this and the fact that there are Thousands of FBI agents just get this guy off of this get, one. And get put him another on. Well,
1: one. Aaron's brother, for example. Um, right. But and also, um, listen, a very good tip uh, from Jason there's never anything in the back, it's it's never in the back because shops anything. want to sell things, it's on the floor, it's never in the back.
0: Well, eh, as, as a retail vet, I can tell you <laughs> it's in the back sometimes, <laughs> yeah, and depending on how you speak to us. Can find it, we can can might find, find it, it, and we might not.
1: <laughs> okay, yeah. That's it. yeah. All
2: yes, right. Exactly. Um, any f- what are what is everybody's final thoughts on uh, American Nightmare before we get into our ratings? I will start with you, Jason.
0: Uh, very gripping. Uh, you know, I was riveted beginning to end. Uh, even even the parts that were tough to to hear um, were were riveting to me. Uh, as Sarah said, I'm still not sure about the title. I'm like, uh, yeah. Doesn't really make a lot of sense, uh, but other than mm. that, I, I I had I want to say I had a good time. I had an interesting time with this. I was uh, thoroughly intrigued throughout the whole thing, so mm-hmm. uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, Sarah, how about you? Look, uh, same. I mean, I have the highest praise for for this uh, docu series. Title: it's, it's so generic. That's the problem. I look. Yeah, I think there's been enough buzz around it that people will watch it. But if someone was scrolling through, it could be you know american anything uh the, the yeah. filmmakers are not americans so it may be that they they are look they may be cleverer than me about sort of international releases and stuff. it's
2: yeah mm, true crime and, like american like it it people love that and, yeah, it, yeah i think I, I the can, nightmare yeah. is what happened to her you know what i'm saying and then the nightmare and when the
1: and, and the, up- the aftermath yeah. it could why be just it, called why, american why, why,
0: why is it specifically american
1: american terrible cops apparently per- they love they love Pa- apparently that
2: helps spike ratings and stuff on True Crime. That's like that's why like the ID series are all like American. Da, da, da. The name of that 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 Family Annihilator, the Chris Watts one, was called like American. Family next door or something
1: too. Like that's why I gotta watch that. That's America. That's why American Vandal is called American Vandal. One of the best pieces of art you will ever see, everybody. But speaking of good pieces of art, this is this is just one of my absolute tops, Mari We've just started the year and uh, and we've already got like two excellent top top draw documentaries.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, just amazing. I feel like it's so funny because I I can never. I always feel like it's like oh. Are we going on a run of bad stuff? Then are we going on a run of good stuff? You know, uh, but we we definitely lucked out so far. And this one was well done. Shout out to the team who, who uh, directed this. Um, they knocked it out of the park with Tinder Swindler. And I think they knocked it out of the park with this one as well. I'm seeing a lot of buzz about it. So they are doing something right. Horrible name aside. Uh, we have some further properties. Uh, you can read the book by Denise Huskins and Aaron Quinn called Victim F. From Crime Victims to Suspects to Survivors. Published in September 21. Um, Denise and Aaron are actually they're married now with two beautiful kids. We did see that at the end of the documentary, uh, the series. So that was really good to see. They were finally in that were third you- episode. They were doing the uh, their interviews together.
0: Were you a little shocked that they remained together?
2: no a
1: trauma bond yeah yeah exactly and and he they did have something despite their him behaving not well mm-hmm. uh, beforehand the thing was that he acknowledged he wasn't behaving well and he had already promised to go to therapy so that plus what they went through together uh, I think uh, ray of light, Mari, with the two dear little girls on the beach. I thought normally I'm not a so, fan of that sort of thing, but mm-hmm. it was like uh, this this ray of light and this life. I thought was great. You can also listen to I referred I uh, referred to it earlier. You can listen to friend of the pod Rebecca Lavoie's podcast. You can't make this up, where she interviews makers of Netflix documentaries, and the latest episode covers American Nightmare and is her conversation with filmmakers Felicity Morris and Bernadette higgins i found it absolutely fascinating hearing uh the thinking behind the construction of the docuseries which we've hit along the way and also a few extra details i will put a link in the show notes to that yes uh so jason
2: how many magnifying glasses are you going to rate american nightmare out of a possible five
0: the story and the way that was mapped out was so great i'm going to not even take any uh, stems of magnifying of glasses off for the for the Henry Lee in mm-hmm. a car, the terrible name and all that. I'm gonna give it the full five. Yeah, wow.
1: Yeah, Sarah, how many magnifying glasses are you gonna rate? It? Uh the Five, it. five, fives across the board. It's 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 it. Yeah, it's wonderful. Man. Watch it you- if you haven't watched <laughs> it. Watch it. What about you, Mari? <laughs>
2: Do you remember when it felt like we barely gave out fives? Now I feel like we're giving them out all willy-nilly, but this is it. You have to give it a
1: five. If it's deserved, it has to be a five. It's like the stars. We don't have a limited number of magnifying glasses. We have as many as we like.
2: Yes, exactly. So I, too, would give this a five. I think it has everything. I think it has so much information about the case. It's it's detailed and laid out in a way that is not only entertaining, but informative. it was the easiest watch. I was like, I swear I looked up episode one was done. I was like, what? Episode two is done. Episode three is done. Like, and, and each, each, each episode was about 40 minutes. Did not feel like it. Did not feel like it at all. Very engaging, very intriguing. Gotta give it a five. Definitely. Sarah, do you have a recommendation for our listeners?
1: Yes, I do. Uh, a lot of our listeners will already be on this, but in case you've been holding back, True Detective Season 4 with Jodie Foster and Carly Reese. It's set in Ennis, Alaska, starting on the third night of darkness. The darkness in Alaska lasts for about two months, so it's a great setting. The whole cast is Stella. Fiona Shaw is one of my favourite actors. She's British, but here she is, not being British, <laughs> as many <laughs> British actors have been known to be. And some First Nations Alaskan actors that are new to me and I loved uh, listening to all of them, watching all of them. It's The story is complex and strange and you don't quite know what's going on and that's too detective for you. The production is just visually stunning and if you've been holding back because you weren't sure, Get into it. If you haven't watched the first three seasons, it doesn't matter. It's a completely mm-hmm. new story with completely new characters. So you can jump in at season four. I I just, and I love Jodie Foster. I love Jodie Foster. I've grown up with her. We're about the same age. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, get into it. True Detective season four. And What about you, Mari? What have you got to recommend? First off, I just want to
2: recommend slash re-recommend. If you haven't watched Victim Suspect, and you haven't listened to our coverage about it, please go watch it. Again, it's so important that we shed light on law enforcement agents basically dismissing victims of sexual assault, and even worse, turning them into suspects. So definitely go watch that. That is also on Netflix if you haven't already. And of course, um, something I know I'm pretty sure we've recommended in our 90-plus episodes, um, Unbelievable, another... um, A movie this is this is a dramatized movie about a case again in California where um, a victim of sexual assault was raped and she told the police the police basically backed her down into rescinding or they didn't believe her story and she got persecuted for it meanwhile it took two women detectives to actually find and locate a serial rapist that was um raping and then I think he eventually murdered somebody in California. So um again two stories that we've already recommended that deal with the same kind of subject matter. If you are up for something that does not <laughs> um <laughs> uh, deal with this subject matter which I can understand um randomly I started I watched feud um uh on FX it is the Ryan Murphy produced uh show the the first season came out like two years ago the second season is about to premiere next week but the first season was about uh, betty davis and joan crawford and their feud on the set of whatever happened to baby jane for some reason this kind of tickled that history brain of mine and i started watching it and it's just absolutely fantastic the acting by jessica Lange and susan sarandon are is just marvelous in it and it's a like a back scene behind the scenes look of how the movie was made. And it's amazing. Next week, season two of Feud is going to be Truman Capote versus the Swans, which tells the story of Truman Capote and his minor feud with the New York socialite elite in like the 1930s. So again, uh, rich white people drama. Uh, Jason, I know you have a little bit of (laughs) <laughs> of experience uh, with that after covering recently, the Gilded Age, yeah. yeah. Um, so mm-hmm. if you if you yeah if you like the Gilded Age, you'll you'll really love Feud, and that's on um, Hulu. It's on FX, but premieres on on Hulu. Um, yeah, something just way out of the left field. At Crime Scene, we are eager to hear your feedback and suggestions for future episodes. You can follow Crime Scene on Twitter at Crime Scene RJP. That's at crime, S-E-E-N-R-H-A-P. Or you can email us uh, by sending emails to crime scene, R-H-A-P at gmail.com.
1: We're also on TikTok at crime.scene and on other social media at crime scene podcast. And please remember to subscribe to our feed. Rob has a website.com slash crime feed. It makes a big difference.
0: Jason, uh, what do you got going on? Where can the people find you? Uh, you can find me every week over on the a perfect match podcast talking about the hot mess that is married at first sight. Both of you have been gracious enough to be guests on our podcast several times. I uh, co-hosted with Asia Welch. Um, if you've never seen Married at first sight, it's a hot mess show where uh, sometimes some of the, some of the grooms wish their bride would be gone girl. Um, <laughs> um, but uh, you can check me out there every week with uh, my co-host, Asia Welch. Yeah. Um you can also find me on Twitter at J A Y R 1085 for all my shenanigans and talk about nonsense mostly going to be revolved around the ravens for the next couple of weeks. <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> yes.
1: Very <Bury> that. <laughs> and Sarah, what do you have going on? Where can the people find you? People can find me on Twitter, never X, at Sarah Carradine, if that's something they'd like to do and all other social media as well. Over on Silent Podcast, I've just finished my coverage of The Traitors UK Season 2. What an incredible finale. And coming up, Annabelle and I will be covering Alone Australia Season 2. And, of course, I will be covering Australian Survivor Titans versus Rebels. Nice. Send in all your comments to me and I will happily listen. What about you, Murray? What have you got going on?
2: Well, every week, me and Matt Scott uh, bring you the highlights of the week in wrestling. Again, we are having our biggest season ever. It is the road to WrestleMania. We will be in WrestleMania. And we are having great guests. Um, If you're listening to this, we've already did our Royal Rumble coverage. And it was amazing. So make sure you go and support us. Rob has a website.com slash wrestling feed in order to subscribe. Also, over on The Connect on Posture Recaps, Mia and Chappelle and our guest LaTanya have wrapped up our movie, th- our movie theater coverage. We've been covering some great Black movies uh, over there. So you can go to uh, posturecaps.com slash The Connect in order to listen to everything we've done there.
1: We'll be taking a break next week and we will return the week after. That's Tuesday the 13th of February with our coverage of They Called Him Mostly Harmless. Watch it on Max from the 8th of February and send in your comments and questions.
2: Thanks to Jason Reed for joining us, Will from America for the theme music and the whole RHAP team behind the scenes. Until next time, case, case
1: closed. closed.